This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. We're so glad that you're able to join with us today. Um, Mississippians usually spend a lot of time in their cars. How comfy and plush is yours, Mississippi? We want to know. We want you to take this time uh, to fix it up. Are you planning on going on a summer trip? Maybe if we can go on a summer trip or going back to commuting. We've got Q more here to answer your interior upholstery questions but we can still take your other vehicle repair questions. Hello, Q. We're so glad you're able to join us today. Hey, how's it going, Liz? Hey, glad to be here. Oh, it's going great and all the better for you. Um, I find, you know, the idea of uh, uh, upholstery and either, you know, repairing it or just taking it up a notch is is just fantastic. Q, we did have a call a few weeks ago. Someone wanted to uh, repair their headliner, and I know my, we've had a, I've had a couple of different vehicles where the headliner has you know hit me on top of the head because it's come off from the foam, or uh, I think I tore my dad's headliner one time moving some boxes in his his Bronco. Is is replacing a headliner something a, a person could do by themselves? Oh, it, yes, it is. You know, if you slightly mechanically inclined just to, you know, remove screws and uh, clamps, you know, definitely. Some things are a little bit tricky with some of the side moldings. But, you know, if you can get past that and you, um, you're not afraid to use a little bit of elbow grease, then, yeah, you, you can definitely do it. You know, the cleaning, uh, when you get it down, cleaning it is going to be like a, uh, the longest process, so to speak. Because because the glue, you have to clean it all off. And some people just, like, can't, you know, it just takes too long for them or they get frustrated in the deal, and it's very messy. I think that's like laying a new floor. If, you, if you've if you ever tried to take up linoleum or tile, sometimes I, I think I'm, I'm too lazy and uh, you just want to pay somebody uh, to do that. But so, so if someone wanted to replace their headliner, could they tell you their make and model of car and have you ordered the fabric for them or or do they just go down to their uh, fabric store if someone wanted to do that themselves uh how would they get the fabric um they could go like uh, joann's they they sell uh headline material but you also can go i think um it's only one distributor here besides um joann and that's woolly brothers and they in Mississippi anyway, but um, but any upholstery shop will have a headliner material, and you just go down and you buy it by the yard. So you need to you know measure out how um, how long it is. It normally comes in about fifty to sixty inches across, but you will have the the length you will have to measure out for yourself, you know, and then go with that. And but the uh, visors, you know, that's a different story. You know, that that takes sometimes it take a little bit more, you know, skill to do. But oh. the headliner, not so bad. 
Well, so do you have to take, like, the sun visor down first before you put up a headliner? Oh, yes. You have to take the sun visors down. You have to take um, the side. You know, a lot of the side pillars have to come down. The seat, you know, where the seat belt pillar is has to come down, anything like that. And if you have a sunroof, it's even worse because you have to take down that little piece in the middle, the the, uh, the, the sun visor piece to hide the sun. And that sometimes can be a paint. But, you know. I'm excited. I made the right call uh, paying someone to two hours and not trying to do that myself. I feel like I'm pretty handy around the house, but I'm not handy around the car at all. We're talking about upholstery today. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. But our ever-faithful, wonderful Lady Auto Mechanic Allison Walker is also here to take your vehicle repair questions. Let's go to Wendy in Long Beach, who's called in. Wendy, thanks for being part of AutoCorrect today. What's your question or comment? Thank you. Well, I could tell you that I do need lots of upholstery. I have lots of upholstery issues. I have a 2003 uh, BMW X5, and it definitely needs help. But what I'm calling about is... You were on the air, it's been three or four months now, and you were talking about something, the sensors that sense for all-wheel drive, for the brakes, ABS, all that, it's an all-wheel drive, It the lights come on, the sensors come on, and I don't know why, and I've had somebody use a computer on it, and they can't, it says that everything's working fine, but it's not, and I think it's messing with my brakes, and you guys talked about this one time. And there's some kind of thing <laughs> that you can use to figure out what's going on with the sensors. Does that make any sense? Allison, that's yes. all you. <laughs> yes, it does. We have a scan tool. It's a computer to, to read everything. Um, so, And it has a lot of different features so that we'd be able to look at everything. And then... Part of it, too, is doing a visual check and actually putting your hands on the sensors and making sure that they're okay. It's not just the scan tool that you use. Now, and is that so, scan tool like a regular computer thing that any auto mechanic would have? Or is this, is this a specific kind of tool? They have some that have um, the ability to read ABS and traction control codes and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. But um, they they are they range around five hundred dollars and up for that. <laughs> so you, it's okay, still something that the mechanic seventy five seventy five dollars just to look at me. Um, yeah, it does cost to to put it on the scan tool and then look up the codes and that sort of thing because it takes time to do that. Yeah, and if, if, they're, if they're doing it properly, um, just to read. The codes, um, I kind of hate that they charge that much just to read them, but if you're going into the diagnostic process after reading the codes and looking them up and and doing a visual inspection, like I said, and and doing these other things, then it does cost that amount of money to, di- to start the diagnostic process. Yeah. Now, if they put that money into the cost of what they do, but then CMW plays pants. Um Okay, well, that helps me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. 
Thank you, Wendy. Let's move on to Nick, who's called in from Tibble. Nick, what's your comment or question for AutoCorrect today? Well, what I was going to say is that uh, if you've got an old car that uh, the life is about gone and you won't be giving it up shortly and the headliner is drooping on you, rather than to, to go to the expense, which can be a little on the expensive side, uh, I have found that you can go and buy you a couple boxes of hat pins, and you can stick all those. You can just run along there in a pattern and stick all uh, stick that liner back up with hat pins. I just wanted to pass that along. Well, Nick, I'm glad you said that because I tried everything. I tried straight pins and tacks, and everything just fell on our head. So we had to get ours repaired. At Auto Parts Store, they have screw like pin screws that screw into the headliner to hold it up. Did you yeah. ever try that before, Liz? I never have. In fact, it was on my brother-in-law's okay. old car, yeah. and uh, and he just got on a couple of boxes of hat pins and went on and and, and you know made made some straight lines, you know, and just just well, I just took 150 pins and just pinned it back up, and uh, you know, it and it would work. Oh, yeah. cute! You could put it in a design. That would be yeah, kind of fun. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you for that do-it-yourself suggestion. <laughs> it works. Okay, let's go now to Jimmy in Greenville. Jimmy, thank you so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, we're glad for you calling in. Good. But um, a friend of mine, and believe it or not, it really is not me, it is a friend of mine. He has a 2017 Chevrolet Impala, and he's having a problem with his key fob. Uh, it seems like they're working erratically. He's changed the battery, but according to him, sometimes the doors were open automatically even though he hasn't you know the key fob sitting on the table and he hasn't handled it all he has two key fobs one of them doesn't work at all and uh, even after changing the batteries and the other one works with the minor zone so do those things just need to be reprogrammed or what do you think it sounds like they need to be reprogrammed but uh, I'm not completely sure if there's something going on with the module or something um, like that. But um, what vehicle did you say it was again? A, a 2003 uh, something? No, 2017 Chevrolet Impala Premier. Ah, uh, a Chevrolet. Um, yeah, that's something I'd have to look into to see what's going on. Um, but. That's um, it, it's probably it could be just a program programming thing or the computer is needing you know something more serious is going on with it the sensor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much, Jimmy. We appreciate you calling in. If you've got a question, send us your emails auto at mpbonline.org. We are talking about upholstery, headliners, steering wheels, carpet, 
but also taking your vehicle repair questions. Is your car under recall? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Hi, Larry Morrissey with the Arts Commission, reminding you to tune in for the Arts Hour. We have in-depth conversations with Mississippi artists, writers, musicians, and other creatives. The Mississippi Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 on MPB Radio or download it as a podcast. Correct with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. We've got Q Moore with us today. If you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 with a replay Saturdays at 11. There are no recalls this week, but you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NHTSA, N-H-T-S-A, dot gov slash recall, put in your VIN number, or find their Safer Car app. The app also has the NHTSA's five car safety ratings, car seat finder, car seat inspection, and you can report a safety problem there. So we're talking about upholstery, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Andrew in Vicksburg. Andrew, thank you so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Oh, yeah, I have uh, two questions. One about the uh, mechanical part of my car. I have an older car with drum brakes, um, manual drum brakes all the way around, and I put, uh, put disc brakes on the front. I put them in the out of the like, like where well, I would start off to do that. So, uh, Andrew, am I hearing you? You said you have drum brakes, but you want to put on disc brakes on the front. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Correct. Uh, it, Q, Allison, uh, it, it, can you do that? Oh, yeah. You can do that. People do that all the time. Um, Q may know more about oh, yeah. doing something like that. I haven't. I have not worked on older cars that have drum brakes on the front and all the way around as much but um yeah it's they do it all the time it's it's a very common swap cue any advice oh, yes. for andrew um only thing is you just want to find one that's compatible with the vehicle so you won't run around run into too many problems but they have uh, kits that you can that's already pre-set up so you can just go step by step with it with what they have so it'll bolt on and everything else but they have you know i'm sure it's plenty companies out there i used to use them 
um, I can't remember any of the names right now. Uh, it's been so long because, you know, now everything pretty much comes with disc brakes uh, almost all the way around. But, yeah, it is very doable. But it will cost, uh, you know, normally it costs a good penny, so to speak, to get to, uh, to do so. Well, Andrew, check back later today or tomorrow on the information for this show. Maybe uh, Q can get his memory jogged, and he'll let me know, and I can put on the webpage MP, uh, oh, yeah. autocorrect.mpbonline.org. We can put on there where Q suggests you could buy disc brakes to replace your drum brakes with. But thanks, Andrew, for calling in. We're going to go now to Jesse in Mobile. Jesse, uh, what's your comment or question for Allison and Q this morning on Autocorrect? Okay, have a drooping headliner on a 2005 GMC Sierra, and the motor in the same driver's seat, for whatever reason, the button on the side of the seat doesn't want to function, but the memory setting still will move the seat. Who takes care of motors in seats? Oh, some um, some automotive shops will do so, but if you go to a uh, poultry shop, I'm sure if they um, they should be able to do it as well. It depends. Some it, 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 some automotive shops would be like, we won't deal with it. You have to go to a poultry shop and vice versa. But, um, you know, our shop definitely does all of that. But any mechanically inclined shop should be, you know, should be able to do that. It's, uh, it's just the motor or the clip is broken in it. But, it, you know, it's, it's a common problem and it's not it's not such a, a hard fix. OK, thanks. Thank you, Jesse. And um, Q, you and Allison work out of Auto Group in downtown Jackson. It's K yes. Automotive Group. It's the Automotive Group on Facebook. And yep, it's a shop in Jackson across from the Coliseum well, in that we'll, area. We'll have all that information on this show's page. Oh, so Q, Q, if you were getting into oh, yeah. somebody's seat and, you know, re- <laughs> that sounded weird, uh, and reupholstering <laughs> it, could you put in uh, a seat heater? Oh yes, they sell aftermarket seat heaters um, for yes for any vehicle pretty much. You know now they also have the um, the air conditioned seats or the uh, for the, for the summertime. You know they have all types of things now. You can install man, it's, it's ridiculous, but you can definitely put in heaters. I've done that many times. Um, the kits they have they range from a hundred to two fifty something like that um, for like two. To do two seats, so it's not. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. That's very common to do, and you can definitely put heaters in it. The air condition is a little bit tricky, but oh the heaters easy. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Jay, we've got birthdays coming up. Jay White and I have birthdays <laughs> coming up. You think, uh, Jay? Do you want that for your birthday? Yeah, mine has a heater, and it's invaluable. <laughs> I tell people, uh, you know, when you get in there and it's cold in the morning, and that you know the, that heater is not. It takes a minute to get warm. That seat will heat right up, and you're all right. That'll get you through. I wish I'd have had that when I was a kid. And this this yeah. AC seat, man, <laughs> just, just broke some news on me right there. <laughs> yeah, I had a when I was a. Uh, younger in my adult life, I had a Chevy Blazer. I had le- leather interior. This is when I made less money in the world. And uh, the 
AC went out. So I went like three years without AC in Mississippi in a car with leather interior. That's Whoa. that's not good. Uh, so, yeah, they, <laughs> thinking about that AC. Another thing I want to say, you guys talk about uh, these sagging head, headliners, right? I wonder if when you say that, I, I, everybody has to think of a specific style or make and model of car that that immediately comes to their mind when somebody talks about sagging headliners. For me, it seems like every like '88 Buick Regal or like '88 Olds Cutlass. I don't know what's about those boxy, longer, kind of you know, uh, mid-level late '80s GM makes. It, every time, every single I never got on one of those, and the oh, headliner yeah. wasn't falling in on your head. It's just something about those yeah. those boxy, elegant late eighties cars. Was I love those cars? You see them around sometime today, and they look beautiful still. I uh, wish that 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 body style hadn't gone away. But man, every one of those. Oh yeah, they have less on the ceiling. That's why. It's just, it's <laughs> they not use much some holding some school <laughs> Elmer's glue to put that thing up there. We tried that. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Let's go to Beverly, who's called in from Moselle. Beverly, we're so glad you called in to autocorrect with Allison and Q. What's your comment or question today? I have a, a 2001 Chevy Suburban LT, and that thing has been a workhorse. I got 262,000 miles on it, and I love it. And two years ago, I had, you know, the the brakes and the brake pads and the rotors replaced. And I haven't even driven it, I don't even think, 3,500 miles um, in two years. I have another vehicle. But the ABS dash light came on and the brake dash light came on. And at first, I thought it was the emergency, you know, brake. So I pushed the emergency brake in and released it, but that didn't do anything. And it's been on steady. It doesn't go off. It's been on steady now for several months. So I'm wondering, is it maybe a sensor or do I, should I really take it in? Because I don't feel any different pressure in the brake. Um, that's something you would have to take it in and have it scanned and see what it's coding for, for the ABS to be coding. I would check your brake fluid just to double check to see if it's low. Um, um, if it gets below a certain point, the brake level sensor will come on, so that's possible that it's affecting it. But with the ABS light being on, too, I'm assuming it's coding for something. A sensor's gone bad or something like that. You know, maybe something simple since it, the brakes still feel good. So it, it didn't happen right after you got all the brake work done, correct? It, it happened later on. Correct. It happened later on. Yes. Okay. Then um, it's probably unrelated to that, and it's just one of the sensors have just gone bad, perhaps. And um, any competent shop should be able to scan that and figure out what's going on with your system with the ABS. Great. Okay. Thank you for that advice. Oh, Beverly, we appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Walter, who's on the road. Walter, be careful. What's your comment or question for Allison and our friend Q today? All right. How you guys doing today? All right. All right. Uh, I have a 99 Cadillac DeVille. I had new heater core, new radiator, new thermostat and all that but I'm still not getting any heat. The blower is, is blowing strong, but it just won't get hot. And when I'm driving, 
I could feel cold air around my ankles. It sounds like one of your heater doors is not opened up and letting the heat come through. Okay. Um, uh, it, are there there's one under the glove box? Is the one on the driver? There's one under the glove box on the passenger side. That is the main one, okay. and it's probably easier to get to. That that opens up to all the rest of the car. Okay. Um, you could look it up for that car. I would Google it and see how to check it for yourself. Okay. I hate that you replaced all that stuff, but it sounds like it's your blend door that okay. lets the heat come in. Okay, that was someone else told me, but I wasn't quite sure. I had to get it from an expert. <laughs> yeah, right. That they were they were probably right on that. So I would have okay. I would look into that area to to fix it. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, you're welcome, Walter. Thank you for calling in. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison Q, we did get an email. You'd be thinking about where a listener can find reviews of vehicles, and we'll hear your opinion when we come back. We're discussing upholstery between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker is the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you have downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy thank you thank you thank you thank you for your contributions to mississippi public broadcasting autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 a.m so in the news we had a super bowl just this past weekend and uh 
some people watch it for the football, other people watch it for the ads, and this one had its share of car commercials. Bruce Springsteen in a Jeep, Edward Scissors Hands Sons Cadillac, Ford and Toyota had some generic commercials. My favorite was the GM No Way Norway gag with Will Farrell. Allison, did you watch the Super Bowl this year? I did watch the Super Bowl, but um, it was such a big, disappointing game. I wasn't paying as much attention to the commercials this year. How about you, Q? Did you uh, did you watch it? Do you have do you have any favorite car commercials from this year or past years? Um, not so much. I rarely watch it. I'm a, like a workaholic nerd, so I kind of just stay in the, <laughs> into the cars. I didn't watch the last three years Super Bowls actually. How about you, Jay White? Did you have a? Do you, you're a car commercial aficionado. Uh, a car commercial? Um, not well. I probably have forgotten all the good ones. That Will Ferrell was pretty funny. Uh, it was also a little. It, it kind of pushed the envelope a little bit, you know, for what you know corporate entities will allow in their commercials. So you know, because there was a little bit of language in that. So well, he called was, them losers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It yeah. is easy to mix up all those Norwegian countries if you're not familiar with them. So uh, well, and on Facebook, I had shared. I guess last year was the Hyundai. Uh, auto, what was it? Auto Park, and it had oh, who's the guy from The Office who's married to Emily Blunt? Uh, John Krasinski, and it had a, a Captain America and that gal from SNL, and they all talked in Boston accents, and they were gonna park the car. <laughs> and I remember, I remember that one. That one was funny. That Auto Park. Yeah, I think Springsteen got uh, hit with a, a DWI, like. In the last day or two. Oh, my goodness. So Jeep pulled those spots. That's, yeah. <laughs> Great timing. Jeez, oh, almighty. We are talking about upholstery today. Our good friend Q Moore, who is an upholsterer but also isn't a mechanic and works with Allison at the Automotive Group here in Jackson. We would love for you to send in your email questions, auto at mpbonline.org. Q, you you just astounded me and Jay with the idea of uh, me with the adding the aftermarket heater and Jay with the the air conditioner. You know, speaking of the air conditioners, uh, Jay's Jay's the baby. So uh, I don't know. He the summer of night the summer of nineteen eighty was so hot. A lot of people's dashboards cracked from all that oh. sun. What is there anything uh, we can do to maintain our dashboard? to keep them from cracking in this Mississippi summer sun? Well, the first thing is uh, keep them out of the sun. It will be like a, a reflector. You want to put in like a uh, the windshield reflector. You have, you know, that to me, especially in Mississippi, you have to have that. And then you want to um, keep it lubricated with some type of uh, like a, I, like an Armorall, but I, I recommend uh, Meguiar's. And it's like a, a, a leather conditioner, and you want to keep it conditioned, the, uh, the dash especially, because, you know, it gets all the heat directly, the UV. And uh, UV wins every time. Jay, autocorrect 
dashboard uh, <laughs> visors. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll think about there that. There you go, yeah. We'll have to think about that. Uh, Allison, do you have anything uh, that you think Q should tell all of our wonderful listeners? What do you want to ask him? Oh, uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> well, well, then, Q, you tell us what you think. I'll them at work, I'm sure. Q, you tell us what you think everybody should know. What's one thing that you wish vehicle owners would do to better maintain the interior of their ride? Well, for one, I would say conditioning and conditioning it more. And second, you know, what I see, and uh, my wife is is big on this, and <laughs> is putting things on the seat, like uh, groceries, um, bags, anything slightly heavy, boxes, because in time, what it, especially if they're perforated seats, they just start ripping in time because of the uh, it'll the, the friction. You know, you get enough. Um, people sitting on the seats but putting things on a seat is the fastest way to uh, to have a problem oh yeah and so, especially yeah, that's one yeah that's one of the major especially if mm. you've gone to kroger's and you got something that leaked i guess it's uh, e- maybe easier to clean it up oh, yeah. out of the carpet than out of the seat yes well yeah. We- oh yeah yeah that's one of the big things <laughs> we've got a call uh, t- t- out- the window Oh, okay. Well, and uh, here we go. Uh, Allison, we've got our good friend Mike, the windshield guy, who's called in. Mike, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. We love it when you participate with our show. What have you got for us today? Hey, uh, I've only been on uh, listening for maybe five minutes, man, and in tears and stuff. And, and then dashboards came up, and I had to, I had to call. Uh, I don't know what I know for a fact that um, we'll say 08 or so Toyota Camry. Um, I don't know what these cleanup shop guys are using. It glosses the whole interior up. So everything in the car will be glossy, and uh, it makes them look really good. And they got it under the hood and everything. I think it's just in a spray bottle, but that stuff will straight eat the interior. I mean, it. I did a windshield uh, probably a couple yeah, months ago. Right. And uh, you're right. It will. It was blown. The windshield. I think the hood came. I don't know what happened, but it looked like I ran into a deer or something. You know, it was just demolished. And once I got the glass out and tried to start, start sweeping the dash off, the glass was stuck to the dashboard, and you could touch it, and it was sticky to the feel. And I went to trying to wipe the, the little shivers of glass off of it, and it was. It just took it all the way down to the foam. Like the gray went away. And you could take a fingerprint to it, and it was like, what in the world are these guys using on this stuff? And uh, I've heard folks say that Armor All, even, on um, anything soft, you know, like you would use it on. But if it's an interior stuff, it'll eat it up. And a Chevrolet dash will take, you can eat that paint straight off of it, too. But anyway, I don't know, it's a bunch of weird chemicals, and usually it's going to be cleaning stuff that will straight screw up the the interior. But anyway, about it. Hey, Alex. Mike, thank you so much. You're very welcome. You guys have a good one, man. I appreciate y'all again, for sure. Oh, great. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man. So, Q, Mike brought up a a great topic. What should we not do? What what frustrates you when you see or what, what should people not do? 
Well, yeah, he's right with the armor all and a lot of the uh, cleaning supplies that they use. It, what it does, it kind of strips it, and it and the armor all seems to actually eat it up more. It looks good, like you said, after they've, they've done, you know, shining everything up. But you want to use more of a conditioner, though, and not like an armor all. That's why I recommend it, like the Meguiar's Leather, you know, conditioning cream, something like that, because it'll condition it. The, the cleaners they use, they have... Uh, harsh chemicals in it that uh, that you know that uh, seep down into it and then start eating it up. But some vehicle plate, some uh, manufacturers just use very cheap material, and it just doesn't hold up well at all. It starts to get gummy, like he said, with the dash, and it starts to get to the touch. It will come off just by the touch. They do that with um, with door panels as well. I don't. It's some type of molding deal they use. I guess it's something cheap now. But um, but when they come in, you know, I can't complain too much because you know that's uh that's keeping me in business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are lots of folks that love uh, natural natural products. Uh, could can you use olive oil? Um, I haven't. I would I would assume you could possibly use olive oil. I use um, coconut oil a lot. I, I do use coconut oil a lot. I, it's a lot, and it's one of my go-to's actually. You know, it doesn't shine as much in the end, but it's 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 a hundred percent natural, and that's the, one of the main reasons I use it. Well, you're you're more trendy than I am. I think uh, co- coconut oil is the new olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> We're discussing upholstery. We are taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The vehicle we have for you this week is the brand new Kia K5 midsize sedan. It replaces the old Optima, but takes on one of the sports sedan styling cues from the Stinger. I think it looks really nice. Very sleek, very aggressive. This has the GT line trim with 18 inch alloy wheels, rear spoiler, twin panel sunroof, and fastback design. Looks very nice. Inside, the sportiness continues with red seats, flat bottom leather wrapped steering wheel. It has a lot of interior comforts, too. Dual zone automatic climate control, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, wireless phone charging, heated front seats, heated steering wheel, very nice, and all the safety suite. You've got forward collision alert, rear cross-path detection, lane keep assist, and adaptive cruise control with lane centering. Very nice package. Under the hood, a 1.6-liter turbo 4. There's 180 horsepower, and it gets 26 miles per gallon in the city, 34 on the highway. That with all-wheel drive. So let's talk about price. Base price for the K5 is about $24,500. This one, as equipped, 
31,300. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Stay tuned after our show today at 11. NPR breaking news coverage will continue the president's impeachment trial. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. We've got a couple of calls going on. Let's call, talk to John in Mobile. John, thank you so much for calling in today. What's your comment or question? Good morning, Liz, and uh, hello to Allison, too. I'd like to ask your, uh, you or your guest um, what uh, adhesive you use to reattach uh, trim pieces to the upholstery on the inside of a car. I've got a 2001 Mercury Sable LS. Everything inside is leather. And uh, just the heat of the southern summer has caused a couple pieces, trim pieces, to fall off the doors. And I kept them, but I haven't reattached them because I didn't know what kind of um, adhesive to use that would be appropriate. The other question, if your guest can uh, answer it, is, how do I deal with a driver's seat, uh, which is uh, the seat where your bottom goes is all busted out? You know, the um, foam rubber is showing through. And um, I don't know. I- I've tried to search the answer on the web, but haven't found anything better than, you know, one-size-all-fits, uh, one-size-fits-all uh, seat cover packages, things like that. Uh, so, are you, Okay. <laughs> Your first question with uh, what kind of glue you would need would be um, if you would the weaker one, but a lot of people use it because it's more convenient, would be in a spray can. It's called 3M. And, um, you know, that would definitely do it. But if you're looking for something a bit stronger, I would use contact cement um, in the it comes in in by the gallon or by a quart. And you will, and you will have to mix it in a, a gun to do so. But you could just paint it on with a, with a brush. I would use that because it would more ensure it not to come off. And just paint on both sides. Paint it to where you're trying to adhere it to, and also to the piece, and let it dry to the touch. And then you will put it back on. It most likely would never move. Good. After that. And for oh. your seat, um, you you need you're trying to find something to go over the seat. Itself? No, is that what you're... I'd, I'd like to either replace the seat, uh, the original seat cover, 
completely, or maybe to find a uh, a cover for that bottom piece. The back is okay. In fact, uh, the the rest of the upholstery, gray leather, is pristine, and it's just uh, I don't know who sat in that chair. <laughs> it's a it's a disaster where the the seat goes. It's uh, stained and. Uh, the cracks and fissures in it gave way, and it's just gone completely through. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's a company called Catskin that you can uh, online, and they they'll probably send you the, the you know you might have to buy the top and bottom piece, but they have a pretty good fitting that you can get. Um, you know, it's let's see, it's and they should have uh, something that, you know, you can buy from them, but you have to install it yourself. If you're not, you know, if you're not afraid to, you know, get into that, then that would be the best bet without going to a poster and getting it redone, you know, uh, like that. Okay. Um, could you could you spell that name again? My My reception here on this phone isn't that good. I think it's spelled with a K A T Z I N, cats, or something like that. It's spelled kind of weird. It is. It's. And uh, it's K A T Z, K I N. K A T Z A I N. K I N. K I N. Okay, I've got that now. I'll look that up. And um, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Your show's great. Thank you, John. We appreciate you. And my two cents, I tried the 3M on the headliner, and that didn't stick. (laughs) Let's go to (laughs) Willie in Vidalia. Willie, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for our show? Yes, ma'am. I have a 2011 Chevrolet Silverado Texas Edition. I had some work did on it, and the guy that worked on it, they kind of like messed up my signal on the driver's side. When I put it there on the, my signal light on, everything worked on it, but the one in the front, it was not the, he told me that when the guy worked on it, I told him everything was working, but once he fixed it, the car, whatever was wrong with it, he put a new brain box uh, computer thing in it, also a new cable wire on it, uh, the grounding cable wire. And he must have did some damage something to it inside the fuse box there. Why well, won't tell my front signal light to blink? Everything else blink, but it's, the front won't blink. Do I have to change the whole? Is he going to get a whole new box and put it in, or, or something? You know who? I got to go by find somebody to know how to replace that or whatever. Well, that's something. If it were me, I would take it to an automotive electrical shop and have them track down what that problem is so that it, they can do it specifically for your vehicle. Um, that's, that's, it sounds like an electrical issue, that something's, something's not hooked up right with that one bulb that, well, you know, where everything else is working. What he was One time what he did, he took a, another fuse, the whole fuse box set out of another truck and put it in mine, everything worked. So that was it, but I, he told me what I have to it do. May, gone. That may be what needs to be done. Then is another. Um, we do what you say. The fuse box that got replaced. Right. He told me it was, it was a fuse box that in the, the one of the fuse in the box 
we're telling the, the amount, when they go to the computer, tell them, we won't read the computer, tell us like the blank on that side. Everything else blank, but just that one. He said, but he take one out of another truck and put it in my truck, then it worked. But then I, when I have to, I reckon, I would do what I have to do, find somebody, I get a new one or whatever. Uh, that truck, something like mine, mine totally electric there. Everything in my truck is electric. Right, yeah, everything is running through the computer. Yep, you may be headed in the right direction then to get another computer on that situation since you've already proven that that's where the problem is. All right, then. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck, Willie. We appreciate you calling in. Rick from Gaucher, we don't have time for you, but we would love for you to send us an email auto at mpbonline.org. Will you send us your email? We'll make sure Q and Allison see it. I'm also going to hold Q to it. Q, you need to figure out where um, Andrew can get the disc brakes to replace his dump drum brakes. And then that's the hour. That's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect. Q, thank you for being on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, Allison, we appreciate you every single week. Jay White and Kevin Farrell have helped me run the show. Allison, you can find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. She's the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10 a.m. and Saturdays at 11 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.